0: Want an experienced set of eyes on a contract fine print, or you finally want to get that will done? Legal Shield has a dedicated group of lawyers who have your back, no matter what the future brings. Sign up today at LegalShield.com forward slash iHeart. PPLSI does not provide legal representation or advice. See a plan for complete terms. Trinity School of Natural Health can help you be part of the fast growing health and wellness industry. Moplay.
3: Thinking sideways.
0: I don't understand.
2: Does not compute. You never know. Insufficient data you formulate a reply.
0: What? Stories of things we simply don't know the answer to.
3: Hi there, and welcome to another episode of Thinking Sideways. I'm Joe, joined as always by Steve, Steve and, and Devin. And we're here to solve another mystery. You ready? Sure. What are we talking about? This week, we're going to be looking into the mystery of the Mills family of Berkeley, California. Al and Jeannie Mills lived at 2731 Woolsey Street in Berkeley with two of their five children, Eddie and Daphne. And in February 1980, Al, Jeannie, and Daphne were found murdered. Each one shot execution style with a 22 caliber bullet in their heads.
1: And they were exploding twenty-two bullets, weren't they? I I seen that somewhere.
3: Mm-hmm. I did not see that particular one. It's possible, I and mean, you could have an exploding one like. I'm guessing Day they were the mostly Jackal. just a
1: hollow point, but.
3: Yeah, I mean, yeah. I mean, you can you can make things like that. You see, you saw, you, did you see Dave the Jackal or read the book? No. Yeah, he made these little exploding ones using mercury. Okay. Drilled them out. That, and, that's yeah, off yeah, the point, but, but I was just. It's, it's a, I've yeah. seen
1: it said that they were shot in the head with exploding twenty-two caliber rounds. Mm-hmm.
3: Mm. Yeah. Uh, that I do not know. I think just a regular 22 round will probably do the trick, though.
0: I think almost uh, anything point-blank will do the trick. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> probably.
3: Actually, blanks will kill you point-blank. Yeah, yeah, I think probably even, yeah. like,
0: a pellet gun point-blank would, like, do if some you put it in harm. the right place, yeah. yeah. Do
3: some damage, yeah. Oh, anyway, but, of course, Eddie is unaccounted for here. Eddie was not killed. Oh. Eddie was 17 at the time. He was in his bedroom. He, uh, apparently... Said that he'd gone into his room, smoked a little pot, and was watching TV. Mm. And he lived through the whole thing and didn't hear anything, was completely unaware. Apparently, his grandmother came over for a visit, and she's the one who discovered the bodies. And then maybe he went and knocked on Eddie's door and said, Hey, Eddie, uh, <laughs> Are you aware that everybody's dead out here? Well, <laughs> and was
1: it, was it Jeannie or Daphne who didn't die that day, but two days later in the hospital?
3: <sighs> I thought it was Daphne. Yeah, that's yeah. Uh, that's <clears throat> why I'm
1: asking, because yeah. I can't remember which one it was. But yeah. one of them survived for a short amount of time, because she locked herself in the bathroom, I think.
3: Mm-hmm. Back, to, back to our murder. No murder weapon was found. They never found it. And so our unsolved mystery here is who killed the Mills family. Yeah. Yeah. Good question, right? It's a
0: very good question. Yeah,
3: P- the police were suspicious of Eddie because, after all, gunshots make a lot of noise, and it seemed impossible that he couldn't have heard them.
0: Well, he could have been washing his hair. Yeah, <laughs> just like Chutney.
3: Yeah, could have been. Wa- could have had the volume she turned up loud in his TV. Got up, had yeah. a latte. Yeah, yeah. went I'm... to
0: the gym, got a perm, yeah. came home, yeah. got in the shower, washed her hair, and then come. Found. What no.
1: movie are you playing off of?
0: What L- Legally Blonde? Okay. Have oh. you guys not memorized ah. that movie? No. I
1: haven't even seen it actually. No, oh. I haven't. Sorry. I've Sorry. only seen bits of it.
0: Sorry. Yeah. But, okay. No, what
1: I was going to say about Eddie is I've only I only found one source for this, but one source said that he was actually in his room listening to the stereo with
2: headphones I, oh. on. Yeah,
3: I've heard that too. So that that could also account for it, and also that know, would explain why he didn't hear the shots. Yeah. Yeah. Well, another thing that would explain it is there are there is a little thing called a suppressor. Mm-hmm. You know,
1: well,
0: and if he was watching TV loud, if it was like a violent show mm-hmm. or, you know, something like that, something with a lot of fire.
3: Yeah.
1: Uh-uh. No, I, uh, I looked up what was on TV that day.
3: What was it? Um,
1: I don't... It was sitcoms. Because there there was three major networks in... This is 1980. There's not a lot of TV channels. Mm -hmm, And they were all sitcoms at Mm. the time. So it wasn't anything that would have had violent gun battles going on that might have blended in with the shots. Sure,
0: but like really loud yelling or things like that. That's a mainstay of sitcoms and laugh tracks and things like that. Although laugh tracks, interestingly enough, laugh tracks didn't exist in the eighties, but that's another story for another time. (laughs) Um, no, genuinely they didn't, but this, um, I don't know. Maybe with the headphones on, he could have been watching TV with headphones on.
3: Yeah. Or, like, again, they used a suppressor. Um, you know, I, I, I didn't Yeah, my... it doesn't
0: make him silent, right? But it does... It will make him much quieter. And if you've yeah. got loud noises on in the other room, then you're pretty yeah. much golden.
3: Yeah. And um, I'm not sure where his bedroom was. I assume it was upstairs. I got on Street View and looked mm. at looked at the neighborhood. Mm-hmm. It's all older, two-story houses. Houses. And another reason I think they might have used a suppressor is the houses are really close together. Well, yeah. And none of the neighbors heard anything. I was going to say nobody reported hearing gunshots. Yeah, there are no shouts or gun sh- mm-hmm. gunshots reported by anybody. Yeah,
0: the shouts thing is like the weirder part to me. I guess. Any, anyway, I'm sure we'll get there, but I, th- I think we have other things to be talking about right now, right?
3: Mm-hmm. I right have, there I would have, have been curious. some screaming
0: and shouting. I
3: have a theory as to why they didn't do that.
0: Okay. Yeah. But, yeah. We'll get there.
3: Yeah. Okay. Another, another. so police were suspicious of Eddie because of the, because of the gunshot thing. Uh, sure. Also, uh, there was no sign of any forced entry, which again is eh, not necessarily completely damning. Might not, but, I
0: would say not even a yeah, little, I mean.
3: Yeah, they tested they, they his hands. They found a little bit of gunpowder residue on the right hand. There was a possible motive for Eddie to kill them, which is that he eventually did wind up inheriting some money. Two hundred forty-seven thousand dollars, which would be over seven hundred thousand dollars in wow. today's money.
0: Okay, well,
3: uh, so that's an okay motive. I don't know if I'd, I don't know if I'd kill my family over seven hundred grand. I don't think I would. But.
0: I don't think I would either. But yeah. I like my family. It yeah. depends
3: on the day for me. Yeah, <laughs> yeah.
0: <laughs> yeah, that's the whole point, right? Is do you like your family? Do you have a good relationship with your family? Mm-hmm. Although, yeah. in fairness, I don't think I would kill anyone. For I don't. 700- I wouldn't kill three strangers for seven hundred grand. Yeah. now. I wouldn't I do it either. So.
3: But the local district attorney's office didn't bring any charges against Eddie and the case was dropped. They cited a lack of evidence. Which and, is fair. Yeah. yeah, and there was another consideration, which is that Al and Jeannie Mills had enemies who wanted them dead, and these people had killed people before. And so possibly. We yeah. we
1: don't know that for completely ironclad sure.
3: Mm-hmm. Yeah. But
1: quite quite possibly. Yeah.
3: Well some of them did actually do some killing, but we'll talk well, about yeah. that later. <laughs> um And so in the absence of a really ironclad case, I mean, Eddie's defense attorneys would have had no trouble at all convincing the jury, or at least planting a little doubt in their heads that it was somebody else who did the thing. Nothing else. Get a hung Mm. jury out of it. Yeah. Uh, Yeah. So another great reason not to bring a case, uh, and try to put them on trial. You probably want to know about those deadly people I was talking about.
0: I'd like to know about them, yeah. You
3: want to know about them? Okay. So Alan Jeannie and their kids had been involved for several years with a church called the People's Temple. Uh, which had been, and probably most of our listeners have heard of the People's Temple. Jim Jones, yeah. Jim Jones, yeah, Jonestown and all that stuff, yeah. Um, they were involved with those guys. and They started in 1969, I believe, they joined the church, and uh, stayed with it until 1975. After they left the church, or excuse me, the temple, they set in motion a chain of events that eventually would result in an assassination, lots and lots of murders, and a whole bunch of suicides as well. Although almost everybody in the People's Temple died, probably about a hundred survived. And of those hundred, some of them were okay, and they were just regular people who had kind of been held prisoner in Jonestown or wherever. And some of them were actually psychos who participated in the whole killing spree at the end there. (laughs) There was... um, I'm getting a little ahead of myself but you know everybody thinks that um, at Jonestown they all they all drank the Kool-Aid and died committed suicide but as it happens it it, it appears that a substantial number of the people there were actually murdered
1: and I if, yeah I yeah if, and I know we're we're going to dive into this pretty deep here shortly yeah. so and I gonna, guess I'll it, hold back
0: yeah I but I do want to clarify for those listeners who are unfamiliar Joe is not just Using a term, it's not a turning a phrase of drinking the Kool Aid. Yeah, they really drank in this the situation. <sighs> people literally drank the Kool Aid and died.
3: Mm-hmm. They sure
1: did. I'm
0: sure we'll get into that a little bit, but I just wanted to go ahead and uh, yeah. point that out. Fun yeah. fact:
1: It was actually Flavor Aid.
3: Yeah, not Kool Aid.
1: Yeah. Oh,
0: sorry.
3: Yeah, you know that's just so. Yet again, another Mark Against Jones. He cheaps out. And he doesn't spring for the good <laughs> no, stuff. You know? No, Jeez.
1: it's one of those things, uh, I can't think of the the term for it, when a brand name becomes so recognized with a product that that's what everybody calls it regardless of what it is. It's like Kleenex. Mm. I need a Kleenex. Yeah. Or what a Band-Aid. Need? Or a Band-Aid. Or it's, a Xerox. Yeah, yeah it's yeah. it's exactly it's that. Yeah. that. But that's why it's the Kool-Aid, because that's what everybody called it. No matter what it was. Yeah that's, yeah, that's
3: how I would have gotten out of being forced to drink the Kool-Aid. I, was, I said, <laughs> I'm sorry, I don't drink that cheap crap. <laughs> you go get me some Kool-Aid, uh... then we'll talk. Oh, okay, where was I? I don't know. Uh... Oh, yeah. Okay, so I was talking about how their actions uh, yeah. eventually caused the whole thing that happened at Jonestown. I mean, not, obviously, they didn't deliberately wish for all those people to die. Quite the opposite. But among the survivors uh, were the worst of the worst—the ones who acted as temple as guards mm-hmm. and who administered beatings to people, mm-hmm. and the ones who forced people to drink the Kool Aid in the end, mm-hmm. and murdered a bunch of people at the airstrip. We'll talk about that a little later too. Uh-huh. And you can bet that those people blamed Alan Jeannie Mills for the destruction of their nifty little cult,
1: being the straw that broke the camel's back.
3: Yeah, kind of. I mean I mean Jones was unstable and he'd been talking about mass suicide oh. since nineteen seventy one. Yeah. That's the, the earliest report. Oh, oh
1: yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah. No, actually, actually, we'll talk about the white knights.
3: Yeah, yeah. Oh yeah, the white knights are crazy. the uh, whole thing is actually this whole episode is just insane. <laughs> I I read I read quite a quite a large number of FBI files on this whole thing. As because, did I. Yeah, and they, they interviewed all the survivors and stuff and uh Although the insanity of this whole thing—it's just—and I had always known about this, but not in such detail. This is one of those ones
1: where you start reading it and then you just get sucked into the documents. So, wait, I got to read the next one and I got to read the next one. Mm-hmm. And yeah. we, I know it's midnight, but I got to read the next
0: one. I didn't do uh. that with this one, but I did that with something that's upcoming. So, Oh, um,
3: <laughs> it's easy to do.
0: Yeah, it's really easy. Yeah. I do it fairly frequently. Yes, we yeah. yeah, Yeah, you
3: can waste a lot of time on this stuff. Although it's not a total waste of time. I gleaned some good information out of there.
0: Absolutely. But
3: it was, it was like... A lot of reading, and then here's a little nugget, and then here's a little nugget. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, it, well, it's yeah.
1: the FBI files. They're all redacted,
3: so it's, it's hard to read. That, uh, Yeah, all, those, all these blacked out things, you know? Like, <laughs> yeah. Alan Jeannie Mills used to be called Elmer Indiana Myrtle, and then they changed their name after they left the, the People's Temple. So the Myrtles joined the People's Temple when it was in Ukiah, California. Uh, originally, they started out in Indiana, eventually. Yeah. And then Jones got a little paranoid about nuclear war, and he'd read an article in The Atlantic where he heard that, you know, the whole, like, Northern California kind of Redwoods area is a really good place to to survive a nuclear war.
1: Which is true. Is that why you left so, Indiana? I thought it was just that he was starting to get a lot of negative press. Well,
3: I think it was partly that, too. But okay. It, but there was a, he, he apparently was very concerned about the possibility of nuclear war. And, of course, this was in the, in the This 60s. was that
0: time, yeah.
3: This was in the 60s when, you know, a lot of people were kind of concerned about uh, that possibility. Still slightly concerned about it today. Uh Yeah, me too, yeah. I'm more concerned about, like, asteroid impacts, but we'll talk about that in another episode. (laughs) Yeah. So I've already talked about Jim Jones, James Warren Jones. He preached the gospel at the Myrtles kind of like. It was all about equality and people helping each other, and he was opposed to racism, and he was kind of, more and more, he got more stridently sort of socialistic and blamed the rich. He did. Yeah, blame the rich for all the ills of the world and stuff. And in the early days, the temple really did do some good works. So they would take in drug addicts and straighten them out, and, you know, and course that's kind of like what the Scientologists do too so I don't know maybe maybe they had an <laughs> ulterior motive there uh, they also encouraged adoption they encouraged all their members to adopt kids if they if they could afford it Jim Jones and his wife adopted five kids so that's a
1: passel of kids
3: that's mm-hmm. a whole lot of kids and they also had one of their own Stephen mm-hmm. Jones who turned out to be kind of a even a bigger psycho than his dad
0: that's so weird sorry growing up uh next to me there was a family uh that moved into this very large house and they were uh evangelical Christians and they had one child, and they adopted five more.
3: Uh, what's her name, Jones? No, yeah,
0: I'm not gonna tell you.
1: What it no, was. Uh, <laughs> no, I'm guessing yeah. that basically, this just hearing that and reading that
2: kind of. Kind that of like, back
0: oh yeah, that's right. Mm, that's weird.
2: Mm-hmm. They yeah.
0: were, they were a little creepy. They were definitely, he was definitely Flanders-esque, <laughs> but like <laughs> in a creepy, creepy way. Yeah. Uh, uh, anyway, sorry. Back to the story. <clears throat> okay. Yeah.
3: So the Mills, the, uh, even though they were at this time still named Myrtle, they they all oh, so referred the, okay, to them as Oh, so okay. So the
0: Myrtles are the are the Mills. Yeah, yeah. They changed their entire names.
3: Yeah, first and last
1: names. Okay. Yeah.
0: Got it. I. Yeah. yeah. Good. So from, good clarifying yeah, good.
1: so from this point forward, are we calling them the
3: myrtles or the mills <laughs> i 'm just going to call them the mills
0: okay yeah, all right
1: that 's yeah. probably that 's probably a good yeah. way to go,
3: yeah, I think so too. Jeannie Mills uh, eventually became head of the temple 's publications office mm. and uh, and Al served as the official church photographer, among other things because I think they still kept their day jobs, or at mm. least i 'm pretty sure Al did. Uh, and, and even though the, the mills liked the temple and they liked Jim Jones, he was pretty authoritarian even back then. And and that was the thing that just grew and grew and grew as just time went by. He just slowly, just slowly just amped it up, amped up the, mm. the nuttiness. He also had a lot of strange rules. Everybody was required to write out and sign a confession to some heinous crime or another, like a murder, rape, robbery, or something.
0: To just like whatever.
3: And sign it, and, and then they had to, yeah, and then hand, a, hand the confession over to Jones for safekeeping.
0: Well, that's a good way to control the I crap know. out of people. <laughs> I know. if I wonder... you have a signed confession from somebody, you say, uh-huh. do this, or I'm giving this to the cops.
1: But mm-hmm. well, I also wonder if it was just, if it, I'm just trying to figure out how that was pitched to get people to do it. Mm. And I'm wondering if that was something that he pitched as, this is a form of confession maybe you know you're yeah. you, you didn't do this particular thing but it's going to free your soul or, or wipe the, pa- the the slate clean for you i mean it just it's just uh, a weird to, i'm just trying to figure out
0: not to draw too many how much do you how do you get people to do it i yeah. think you know not to draw too many parallels but you know we've talked about the scientology the church of scientology gets people to sign contracts for literally all of the rest of their lives for eternity. So that's, I mean, how do you pitch that without, I mean, Mm, there's some stuff that people do for religion or belief just that is unexplainable to most of us.
1: Right. And and again, we've had this conversation. I'll probably hold back on a bunch of that today because I just, it baffles me.
0: Yeah, mm. I agree, though. I no, totally agree.
3: I, yeah, he probably did pitch it somewhere other than, hey, I, I want some blackmail material. I'm sure he
0: didn't put it, <laughs> <laughs> I'm sure he didn't put it out mm-hmm. quite like that. Yeah,
3: yeah. I hope not. Yeah, but still, it, w- you know, it would strike me as a little bit odd.
0: Yeah, I wouldn't do it, but yeah, I don't um, think that's it just would. me.
3: Uh, you were also, every time you went to church, you, uh, you I don't know what they called it. If they called it mass or whatever they called
1: it. You went it. to the temple. Yeah, mm-hmm. you went, every time
3: you went to the temple, uh, you were required to sign a blank sheet of paper. Sign your name on a blank sheet of paper. And they said it was for attendance-taking purposes, but, but couldn't you sign, like, ever, just have a, a piece of paper that everybody signs their names a to? A ledger? Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, mm-hmm. instead of uh, one sheet of paper per signature.
0: And for clarity's sake, the People's Temple, what denomination were they even strenuously connected to? Were they <sighs> They were Christians, weren't they?
2: Yeah,
3: I can't remember what branch, but they really kind of kind of devolved away from Christianity. Right. I'm not yeah. going to
0: brand whatever they were, but they started out as a quote-unquote Christian yeah. group. Yeah, right? but, but, yeah. Be- it,
3: but then became like unchristian because yeah. towards the end they're saying they didn't believe in God.
0: Yeah, so. well...
1: That's yeah. That's that's a whole other ball of wax.
0: But yeah. 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 I mean,
1: but they were, you know, they they moved to San Francisco and they were preaching the gospel and they
3: were trying to do good things.
2: Well, yeah.
0: They
3: were doing a few good things I at suppose.
0: the beginning. In yeah, the beginning. At the
3: beginning. Mm-hmm. Presumably, these sheets of paper—you uh, could type a confession in over the signature later you could, on. So, yeah, yeah there could be—that's probably whatever. And people said that they signed just dozens and dozens of these things.
2: Mm.
0: Well, and then why even make them sign a like? Why even tell them that you're writing these confessions? For I, know, sign, I know, right? Can, yeah. Why not just do it in on the download? Yeah. At, okay? I don't know. The, I don't understand a lot of this, so no, I guess this, I should just stop this, asking questions.
3: I mean, this entire episode, as I said, it's just crazy. Yeah. It's just. What's the word, bat something crazy?
0: <laughs> bat poop? Yeah. Guano. guano crazy. It's guano crazy. Yeah,
3: yeah. Oh, and also, the physical abuse started at one point. And if you violated any rule, and there were lots and lots of rules, then you were beaten with paddles or, or with boards or whatever.
1: Yeah, paddles, yeah. yeah Jones paddle. loved a, a good paddling.
3: Yeah, I know. Mm. And, that's, and that's what caused the mills to leave the People's Temple. In 1975, their daughter Linda was beaten 70 times, 70 smacks with the paddle, I guess pretty hard. Mm. and they were upset about that, so they left. I'd be upset about it, too. Do you remember why? No, no. I, I never actually heard what the actual offense was. Okay, the offense
1: was that their daughter had a friend that Jones didn't like, and she ran up and gave her a hug, and Jones, again, didn't like her branded her as a lesbian and basically was punishing her for hanging out with a lesbian who could corrupt her.
2: Mm -hmm. Hmm.
1: I don't know if this girl was, in fact, gay, and Mm. it doesn't matter. It's that Jones decided that she was, and because he had said, don't hang out with that girl, and she probably went, oh my god, I haven't seen you in forever, whoa! Ran uh, over and gave her a hug and got spotted by Jones himself or one of the cronies, she got thrown over his knee and beaten with a paddle. Yeah. Thrown
0: over his knee.
1: And well, I don't know if the she the actually paddle. was bent over his knee, but she did seventy or seventy five times. And that's that's a lot
3: of whooping to him. Hey, it really is, yeah. Really, oh. one one smack is enough to set me right. Oh,
1: I yeah. remember as a kid getting in trouble and getting hit. You know, I'd earned five. Uh huh. Whatever I did earned five smacks, and that was enough. I didn't do anything for days. Mm-hmm. I uh, yes, ma'am. No, ma'am. Yes, mama. No, mama. Sorry.
0: Yeah. Unlike you, I wasn't beaten as a child. <laughs> 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 I don't know what that's like. That's, but... Oh, he's
1: a serial killer. Yeah. Huh? I've got a belt in the other room. We can, you know. No, oh, that's no? Weird. okay.
0: Yeah.
3: yeah. No. I got a paddle. Not interested. <laughs> yeah.
0: Not interested. Let's hear more about the Mills. Oh, yeah, the Mills family.
3: So they left, and from the temple's point of view, they defected. Yeah. And Jones, uh, Jones was not cool with people leaving the temple. Weird. Yeah, strangely enough. Uh, yeah, he said that, uh, and, and this it, got more and more frequent as time went on, he said that defectors sh- from the temple should be killed, but most especially the, the, the ones that should be killed are the ones who publicly criticize the temple. Which the mills did. Uh, yeah, the mills did. Uh, yeah, we'll talk a little bit more about that in a minute here. Uh, a few defectors did die under kind of mysterious circumstances. Uh, the most mysterious one of all, most of them actually, it's kind of hard to say, but there was one guy named Robert Houston Jr., who was a railroad worker for his day job. And he was a member from 69 to 76, On uh, specifically October 2nd, 1976. He called his ex-wife. And told her that he was leaving the People's Temple. Three days later, on October fifth, his mangled body was found on the railroad tracks where he worked. It was listed as a train accident, but that's quite a coincidence.
1: That is think. a
0: huge coincidence. Uh, and yeah. this—he
1: was in San Francisco, where the temple was.
3: Yeah, because yeah. the
1: temple was still in San Francisco at that
3: time. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, they didn't—they didn't leave the states until 1977. But oh, we'll get. Okay. Into, we'll get so into this that is early, more. and actually, it still maintained a presence in San Francisco even after they moved to Jonestown, but. Yeah, so that's a strange one. There was another one who was found hung in her garage, and that was ruled a suicide. But her son Daniel believes that she wanted to get out of the temple and, she'd, and that she didn't kill herself.
1: That was Maxine Harp.
3: Yeah, Maxine Harp. Her children were placed in a temple temple foster homes, and a lot of welfare was collected after she died. So there, I suppose there's a motive. I I'm not sure about that one. That one, it's hard to say. I probably not uh there's another one who had a heart attack but they've uh, she but she was in her 60s um and it's been said some people have accused the temple of, of putting of giving her drugs to induce a heart attack mm. uh some substantiated i think her, her name was truth heart uh and again again I, it's hard to say the next one was john head he was a guy with mental issues he Got a ten thousand dollar insurance settlement, which he used to buy silver bullion. Uh, or, excuse me, sil- silver bullion. Did I say bullion. You did. <laughs>
0: you did. That's what you make. You know, yeah. silver soup bait. <laughs> yeah, I know.
3: Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So he bought some bullion. Ten thousand bucks worth of bullion. Apparently, at the suggestion of, of a temple member, and then the same temple member persuaded him to join the temple. And of course, when he, he joined, he turned the bullion over to Jones. Of course he Three didn't. weeks later, he jumped or fell off the roof of a, a three-story warehouse and died. It was ruled suicide. Mm. Maybe, maybe not. But, yeah, he did these have are, some mental issues.
0: Yeah, these are all kind of like very convenient.
3: Yeah, right? but slightly questionable
0: if, yeah. if
3: anything hinky was going on. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, last, lastly, there was a guy named Chris Lewis uh, who worked as security for the temple. He actually came to the end of the temple as a drug addict, and they, uh, he was one of their success cases, mm. but he wound up joining the temple, and he, he he became one of the one of the thugs, one of the enforcers, and he, there was... He was security. Yeah, he was security, but you know, you were he things like he would, he would call people up who had left the, the temple and threaten them and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, there was a lot of that going on. I was reading about that in the FBI files. So he's
1: kind of a militant, would that be the right word to yeah, use? Yeah, I
3: guess, yeah. Fiercely loyal to the temple. Uh, some people have said that he had become kind of a liability, like a little PR liability for the temple, and so he was found dead in late 1977. Uh, although the police concluded that it was either drug related or some sort of vengeance killing,
0: but they did they did rule it a murder.
3: Yeah. Oh yeah. Yeah, yeah it was that. Yeah, it was. But so again, there's no real evidence there. But uh, it's, it's it's kind of weird. A lot of people seem to be dying.
0: Mm.
3: Yeah. Except for Robert Houston, Jr., which I think really is suspicious. Uh, All these others, there's really not much evidence. But given all the incredibly murderous things that happened later, I wouldn't entirely rule it out. So in 1975, this is when the Myrtles changed their name to Alan Jeannie Mills. Mm. And that's when they founded a group called the Concerned Relatives. Which brought together, they got brought together a lot of former temple members who were critical of the temple. Mm. They held press conferences. You need you know that Jones just hated these people.
2: Of course, they had yeah. press
3: conferences. They uh, they filed lawsuits on child custody and property disputes because, mm. of course, a lot of the kids were still in the custody of the temple. Yeah, they wanted people there were people that wanted their kids back.
2: Uh-huh.
3: Uh A lot of uh, the temple had a lot of people's property. They wanted their property back. Uh, They also lobbied Congress, and they eventually came to the attention of Congressman Leo Ryan of California. And and if you're familiar with this case, you know who Leo Ryan is. But we're going to tell you more about him in a few minutes here. In the summer of 1977, an article appeared in New West magazine, uh, which apparently they interviewed a a whole bunch of former Temple members and... uh, there was a lot of dirt in this magazine article about, the, about the temple. And this has been uh, listed as the cause, the precipitating cause for them to pick up and leave the U.S. and move to Guyana, where Jonestown was. Now, Gion- Jonestown, they had, they had actually been building since 1974. They had they'd leased several thousand acres of jungle from the Guyana government and they had built uh, a bunch of stuff they built a bunch of a bunch of buildings and little little tiny houses for most of the, the worker bees to be in. and then, and of course a much nicer accommodation for Jim Jones of course of course yeah And a big open air pavilion pavilion in the center of camp which is where you know people would go for you know, to like to eat and and they'd go for things like White Knights, which is when they'd get to sit around and listen to Jim Jones ramble on randomly for hours about stuff
1: well, no, that yeah. wasn 't what the White Knights were. that was a regular basis for just rambling the, oh, yeah. ramblings well, no, the of white Jones.
3: nights the white nights were crisis crisis talks right yes yes yeah.
1: they yeah. were they were crisis nights where you were given one of four decisions as a group to make. you could commit suicide, you could fight back, you could run. And suddenly, I can't think of what the fourth option was. I remember there was uh, four choices, and uh, the group communally had to decide.
3: Drop down and curl up into a ball. <laughs>
1: <laughs> oh, that was it. Surrender. Yeah, surrender. You're actually, yeah. that was actually a <laughs> yeah. surrender. Right.
0: Wow. Yeah. Uh, I'm so glad I don't. I'm not part of a weird, crazy cult. Yeah. Well, I, uh, as far as I know,
1: did did you find out uh, why the Guiana and government gave them the crown they gave them?
3: No, I didn't figure that one out. Why? Okay. They did I thought they leased it. I didn't think they, they,
1: they they did, but they had to go through a whole bunch of red tape to do it. Mm-hmm. And evidently, the, they weren't the the government wasn't on board with doing it at uh, first. Are you
3: talking about the, the the temple women who did favors? No, who, no, you know, not, not all. at
1: all, not at all. Yeah. They gave them a chunk of jungle land that was basically useless from the government's perspective.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: But here's the great thing. What's the other country that's on the border? So, Venezuela.
3: And so are you hinting that perhaps that was a, was a, like a handy waypoint for drug smuggling?
1: No, no. There was some friction between those two governments at the time. And <laughs> <laughs> Guiana said, well, if we have this huge white American population living right next to the border... They're not going to invade because if they invade, they're going to kill all these people. And then the American government's going to get mad Mm -hmm. and come in and wipe them out. So it was it was kind of a ploy to to put Jonestown between themselves and and at that time a political enemy.
3: Mm, I see. That makes sense, you know, if, especially if there's a border dispute.
1: Yeah, and that's it. Yeah. It, was, it was totally a, a border issues, and there was, there was a whole long list of stuff that was going on there. But that's, that's the simple version of it.
3: hmm Ah, those crazy South Americans. After they migrated to Jonestown, the concerned relatives stepped up their campaign. Uh, they, so this
1: is after the People's Temple
3: moved yeah, to yeah, Jonestown. Yeah, I, I guess I did put that kind of right. After the People's Temple moved to Jonestown. The they moved the
1: majority of their congregation
3: They there. moved about 1,000 people down there.
1: Yeah, and you yeah. would be
0: concerned, especially if there were you know, any kind of...
1: Uh, Questionable things? Yeah,
0: or like kids that you wanted back, or property you wanted back. Oh, yeah. It becomes way harder to get all that stuff back.
3: Oh, yeah. Really, I think that's one of the reasons that uh, Jones took them all down there. So oh, yeah, absolutely. out beyond the reach of U.S. law. Yeah. Um, so they, uh, they accused Jones and the temple accurately of, Virtually holding everybody there prisoner, they said that it was pretty much a concentration camp. And uh, frankly, in reading the FBI's files, their interviews with people, that's what a lot of those people said. Mm. They said it was like living in a concentration camp. Temple. They said that the, this is again the concerned relatives said that the temple confiscated everyone's passports and their money, which would, which would make it impossible for them to leave. Mm-hmm. And that all mail, outgoing and incoming, was censored. And that everybody except the elite, you know, the guys with the guns who were the guards, <laughs> kept them all inside, <laughs> mm-hmm. were forced to work 12 hour days and filled, fed, fed really crappy food. Mostly what they ate was rice and gravy.
2: Hmm. Yeah,
3: not a, not a healthy balanced diet no. Yeah, and also people were subjected to harsh punishment For very small infractions of the rules Everything the concerned relative, the relatives said was true
1: hmm. and, and we talked about before, you know, Jim Jones would get on stage And he would talk for an hour to three at a time Oh, sometimes
3: into the wee hours
1: Yeah, you had to go after working a 12-hour day And listen to this bore Sit on a <laughs> pew and listen
0: And I bet you got beat if you fell asleep uh, I'm, mm-hmm. I
1: imagine falling asleep yeah. was highly frowned upon. Yeah, yeah. yeah.
0: I can kind of see why you would drink the Kool Aid after months of that. <laughs> I'll be honest, you know, at some point yeah. you kind of hit that point where you're like, God, you know what? Honestly, though, death is better than this." So, yeah. oh, there were. No, I mean, there's no awe about it. It's no, just, no, i You hit a point. We're, we're, yeah.
1: No, I can understand. I mean, I we're kind of making fun of the state of mind, but I can't. I see what you're getting at. Mm, yeah. I'm being
0: genuine when I say that so you know I'm, I'm genuinely saying that if i were subjected to this i would probably try to kill myself
3: i would try to escape myself the uh and there were people who tried to escape there mm. were there was a, a small group of people put together a little a little conspiracy and they they tried they, they, they took some clothes and stuff and put them in bundles and and prepositioned them out in the jungle and stuff so they didn't send supplies and things like that And so when well, they're all ready to finally make their escape then they could all just like you know beat feet into the jungle. How'd and,
0: that go and, for them?
3: It didn't work out. Yeah. Yeah. Unfortunately, well, one of the reasons it didn't work out is, um, well, let's get back to Congressman Ryan. Okay. The concerned relatives finally persuaded Congressman Ryan to go to Jonestown to investigate and maybe, if possible, get some of their relatives out of there. So he went down to Guyana along with his assistant and a bunch of journalists and also a bunch of uh, relatives and. In the end, only four of them got to go along and go into Jonestown. Only four of the relatives, because mm. the rest of the whole entourage was the journalists and the congressman, and and also a lawyer for the uh, for the temple called named Charles Gary. And I read his. Did you read his statement to the FBI? I, I
1: didn't find it. Yeah, they're, they're, that's such I, a huge volume yeah, of information. I know.
3: <laughs> yeah, uh, that was interesting. Yeah, there were there were actually two attorneys there. That two attorneys there that day. There was Charles Gary and Mark Lane. And their their story was kind of interesting, actually. Um, I'll tell you a little bit more about that. But prior to the the, the, the congressman and the entourage arriving in Jonestown, of, of course, this came out in statements that all that everybody gave to the FBI. They were told in no, no uncertain terms to act really happy, mm-hmm. don't talk to these people if you can possibly help it, just go about your your duties and just act like you're really thrilled to be here. Sure, yeah. And of course, you know, and of course, they got better food. That was one of the nice things about having visitors come because then suddenly they would get a little meat for a change, and not just rice and <laughs> rice and gravy mm-hmm. <laughs> and so uh, yeah and 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 so they put on this whole dog and pony show to make and and they actually had Ryan a bit fooled
2: hmm. at
3: first, uh, and then at, at that point he 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 told people that he was there if possible, if anybody wanted to leave to take them with him if he wanted and so he'd encourage people to let him know if mm-hmm. anybody wanted to leave and meantime uh, some of the journalists that were there were getting little notes handed to them from people who were living in Jonestown and you know, something notes, notes on the, the order of, I want to get the hell out of here, please. Mm. <laughs> when, when,
1: when did Ryan, when was Ryan in
3: Jonestown? Um, he was there. Uh, he arrived on November 17th, 1978, which is a Friday. Okay. Yeah. And then, uh, Things really kind of went all to hell the next day on November eighteenth.
1: Because yeah, I, I was I was just sitting here thinking I can't remember if he was there for two or three days. Yeah, mm. two
3: days. Yeah. So at this point, he realized that there were people who wanted out. Not everybody was thrilled and happy to be there. And he, Weird. Yeah, and he he told Jones this that people wanted out, and I believe the number of people that that wanted it, that told, said they wanted to go out was ultimately fourteen. Hmm. But the number actually was really a lot higher. I think a lot of people were afraid to speak out. I yeah yeah, understandably. And, yeah, yeah, but uh, I told you about the attorneys Mark Lane and Charles Gary. Those mm. guys actually didn't have a good relationship at first, but this, it sort of got better as a, as and at one point they took a little walk. I think it was Friday afternoon. It might have been Saturday, but and I got this from Gary's statement to the FBI, and, and Mark Lane said to him, says, "Don't tell anybody this." But there are a lot of people in this place who want out. Oh, uh, you mean
0: Gary said to Lane?
3: No, Lane said that to Gary. Gary, Gary was totally, uh, Gary hadn't spent a lot of time in Jonestown, and I he thought... was totally, he totally had the, the wool pulled over his eyes about this whole thing.
0: So Lane was also <clears throat> lawyer for the temple.
3: Yeah, he okay. was. That was one of the reasons they didn't get along, is that Gary thought he was the the counsel for the temple, and then oh, they found out that, found that, out that he then was they like, found out okay. that they had another lawyer. I see. Yeah. working, and then that really, that really ticked him off sure. big time. Sure, Eventually he got over it and they wound up actually escaping together. But uh, the, uh, so Lane told Gary that at least 150 people wanted out really bad and maybe he's thinking maybe as high as 300 people.
0: And how many people were living there at the time? Uh,
3: about 1,000. Okay. Yeah, roughly a thousand.
0: Seems like maybe 1000 actually wanted out. <laughs>
3: yeah. Well, no, I mean if you were one of the elite, you know, you got to you got to carry a gun and push people around and you got better food, and you didn't But have to how work many hours realistically
0: like what percentage of them were the elite? Right? Ah. 10% at the most.
3: Oh, yeah, not even 10. I would say probably more like about 5%. Yeah,
1: yeah so those guys, yeah. well, They probably
0: didn't want out. Okay, but...
3: let's 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 delve into this a little bit
1: as well. There is a part of the masses that were happy there. Mm. Not all of them, but happy. One mm-hmm. of the reasons that those people were happy and content is that they were on drugs.
3: There is that.
0: Oh, fair. Uh,
1: what, which Joe, do you remember what what it was that they were feeding people? Oh God, I, I keep remember. wanting to call it Thorazine, and I know that's uh, not it. It's it was oh, it was I, something to keep them calm.
3: Yeah, yeah, and then and of course, if you um, if you committed a serious infraction, they would send you they would send you off to this this house where you'd basically be heavily sedated. For weeks at times, yeah. time. Yeah, so
1: so people yeah. were super drugged up. Yeah. They were functional, but they were super drugged up. Mm-hmm. And so they were happy. Yeah. It's, yeah. it's okay, no yeah. big deal. So yeah. while they may have, in a sober state of mind, wanted out, in their state of mind when everybody showed up, there was a portion of them where the drugs were seriously doing their job. Yeah,
0: yeah.
3: And also, also, people didn't dare. A lot of people didn't dare confide to one another, too, because uh, Jones encouraged them all to inform on each other.
0: Right. So you don't know who to trust. Yeah. You remember <laughs> those?
3: Remember those people? Oh, I'm not, and hopefully, I'm remembering this remembering this correctly. But uh, the people who pre prepositioned some stuff in the jungle for for their escape. Yeah. Right. Yeah. And uh, they finally had to go. They didn't tell their kids about it because they were afraid their kids would inform on them. And so, and then they they go get their kids and tell the kids, "Hey, you know we." we got to get out of here. We're, we're leaving. Did, sorry we didn't tell you before. But, you know, we, but we're, we're
0: going now. So we're
3: going now. And, 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 and cause mm-hmm. like, cause like, oh, thank God. I've been wanting to say something, but I was afraid you'd inform on me. That's right. <laughs> <great. laughs> yeah. 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 But, then, but then Ryan shows up, and he's saying, hey, anybody want to leave? And these guys decided to throw in with Ryan instead. Of a fateful
1: Well, decision. it it's probably looked like a life
2: raft.
3: Oh, Yeah. Yeah, definitely. I mean, turns
0: out it had lots of holes in
3: it. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> bullet holes. Yeah. Oh. Back to what uh, what Mark Lane said to Gary, the Charles Gary, uh, I, I, if he's right, at least, probably at least 150 people were murdered because if they were forced to drink cyanide against their will, so we're talking, it, the whole thing wasn't just a mass suicide; it was a mass murder also. Yeah.
0: Yeah.
3: Huge deal. Uh, there's tons of detail about this, and if you want to read the FBI files, just send me an email and I'll send you the link. And you no, can I think we'll
0: probably post it. And, well, yeah. we can't,
1: well it's, it, that's the hard part is that I don't think we can actually post the FBI files, not because I no.
3: don't want to. We can post a link to them, but yeah, be we could probably wading through a lot of stuff. Yeah,
1: be prepared right. to search through hundreds of documents that are hundreds of pages thick.
0: In fairness, I I kind of have the impression that our listeners would enjoy something like that.
1: Oh no no no! I'm <laughs> just I'm just telling people. that Yeah, we'll sure. we'll send you the link, but be prepared to be overwhelmed yeah. in yeah. documentation. Yeah. Oh yeah, it's I spent hours reading.
3: I know Joe did days. It's uh-huh. yeah, yeah. Uh, so I I, I I hate to cut this short, but the uh, the the whole story of of them leaving the temple. And getting out to the airstrip, where they were going to be picked up by two airplanes.
0: The 14 defectors, right?
3: Yeah, and plus the entourage. Mm. For uh, Ryan. Yeah. Congressman Ryan. Yeah, the whole story is uh, a, a fascinating spellbinding tale in and of itself. Mm. What happened at the airstrip and everything, and what happened on the way out to the airstrip. But uh, I'm going to summarize it really briefly. And I was reading that, and I read, I read that story because I interviewed all the people that survived. And so I read that whole story again and again and again, but told from a different point of view. And it's very Rashomon-like. Everyone was kind of different. Some of them were a lot different. And of course, they all did different things. Like one guy ran off into the jungle and hid and just watched in horrors what what was happening. But anyway, back to our thing. The the airstrip was six miles away from Jonestown. And they got all the way out there. And then they were dropped off by a a truck from Jonestown, which turned and left. And uh, their planes had not yet arrived, but then pretty soon the small one shows up. Uh, then the larger one shows up. It's time to get on board. One of the uh, one of the guys that was there was a guy named um, Joe Wilson, who was head of security there, and he apparently had a, he was he was not defecting, but another guy who was a plant, his name was Larry Layton, claimed that he did want to defect. He wanted to leave. Joe Wilson apparently gave. Layton the gun so Layton got aboard the small plane and then he started shooting people Mm. and at this time a tractor shows up from Jonestown towing a trailer with a bunch of guys on it with guns so, automatic
1: rifles.
3: Yeah, some of them were. Not all of them were. Not but, yeah. all of them, but they were yeah. automatic rifles. Yeah, and they showed up with guns and started shooting the place up real good. Um, Congressman Ryan was killed along with a bunch of other people. Several they, of the journalists. Several of the journalists were killed. A lot of people were wounded also. Some people escaped into the jungle.
0: Mm-hmm. And um, who, Wasn't there one person who hid like under a house?
3: Uh, that happened actually in
0: Later? Jonestown.
3: That was in Jonestown. That Town. was in Jonestown. Oh, yeah, yeah.
0: sorry. We'll talk about that I'm in jumping ahead. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> sorry. Yeah,
1: that guy... It's, it's okay. There's so many... This is one of those things... This is kind we... of
0: just a spiral. Yeah.
1: Yeah. there, There's so many individual stories, it's hard to keep them straight.
3: Yeah. And uh, fascinating story. But anyway, yeah, some people survived the Congress. That's why I said there was an assassination. I consider it to be an assassination mm-hmm. of, of Congressman. You know. Congressman Ryan, yeah. 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 So the whole thing was... Really tragic. Uh, the shooters all left and went back to Jonestown, where the infamous mass murder-suicide took place. It was really gruesome, especially the babies. They did the babies first. Well, yeah, yeah. Gave them poison. A well, lot this, of this is
0: right for, I mean, I, I think we're kind of making the assumption that people do know what happened, and we've kind of alluded uh-huh. to it, but I mm-hmm. think in no uncertain terms we can say, right, that the people that were members of this cult- Yeah. Or whether willing or not. Yeah. Almost all of them drank a Kool-Aid cyanide mixture mm-hmm. and died. And
3: died. And maybe, I think a few of them got shot. Um, mm-hmm. They, about... I mean, you
0: know, you, I think that we were going to talk about this a little bit, but, you know, it was poured down babies' throats. Yeah. People were held at gunpoint told to drink this liquid if they wouldn't, if they refused. You know, yeah. it's. it's
1: there were people who had needle marks in
0: them yeah. in
1: places where it couldn't have been self-injected, mm-hmm. like in the back and uh-huh. the shoulder blade, yeah. and it's speculated that... Maybe the needle marks were, were were they were held down, or the needle marks were from them giving them more of something because they were having such an adverse reaction. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So it's not a smooth, peaceful transition; it's a giant seizure. So let's just get them out and do them in uh, well, fast. Well, yeah, I don't
0: think cyanide is a super pleasant way.
1: No, to... no, I don't no, think so. At like, all. Yeah. Well, but it wasn't a straight cyanide concoction. There was right. other stuff in well, it. Well,
0: that but... makes it even worse a little bit, yeah, right? Yeah. Could uh, be. But so I just wanted to say. You you know i think we're kind of making the assumption that everybody knows but i think it's unsafe to make that assumption i'll be the horrible person and just say that's what happened yeah
3: and a this lot is of the
0: murder suicide that we're talking about
3: yeah and so all over 900 people died mm-hmm. uh, part of the part of the, the description of what happened there is thanks to a guy named odell rhodes mm. odell he's rhodes. the one who hid under the building he is the one yeah. who snuck off smart guy and hit under a hit under a building and witnessed a lot of this stuff and yeah, it must have been really fun to watch oh, oh God. i'm sure i'm sure he felt glad to be where he was and not out there drinking the kool-aid
0: i still can't imagine though oh, oh yeah. i i, I
1: would know. have been found because of the sounds of me hearking my guts oh, i don't yeah. know just
0: herking but also just like crying yeah,
3: yeah. oh yeah uh yeah some of the other like the one of the accounts of one of the guys who escaped when they started shooting up the airplanes at the airstrip he ran off to the jungle about 50 yards away and from the brush he looked back to see what was going on and the guys with the with the rifles were blowing people's brains out of point-blank range, off, finishing off the wounded. Well, that, I, that had to be pretty horrifying to watch, too.
1: If you want to hear anything disturbing, we've talked about the white night tapes. So those were preparation for something going wrong. And this, the shooting of Congressman Ryan, that's something going wrong. Uh-huh. That last tape of Jim Jones is available on the Internet.
3: Uh-huh. Yeah. And
1: if you want to listen, and it's 45 minutes long— if you want to listen to something, it's kind of creepy and kind of disturbing, but it kind of gives you a pretty good perspective of what they were thinking, uh-huh. listen to that thing. I, yeah. I, I skimmed through bits and pieces of it. It's really, to me, hard to listen to, but it, it'll it give you an idea of their frame of mind.
3: Yeah. Just guano crazy, but anyway. <laughs>
2: <laughs> yeah. Um, we got to make just... a
3: shirt that says that. Yeah. yeah I'll just uh, a slide aside. The two attorneys, Mark Lane and Charles Gary, after... Uh, after Leo Ryan left with all the defectors, Jones was obviously, he pretended at the time, he said goodbye, shook their hands, gave them back their passports, he pretended to be okay with it, but he was actually, of course, not okay with it. Furious, I believe? Yeah, and uh, he said to the, the two attorneys, he says, you guys, I want you to go to the East Guest House, that's like on the east side of the compound, which is the house that Jones originally lived in at first until his, his final quarters were built. He says, you guys need to go to the East West House. Everybody is really mad. And the attorneys are going, well, what are you talking about? People don't look all that mad to me, to us. And he says, they're really mad. They're really mad. You just better go there. And so they're like, okay. And they took their bags and they and they headed off to the east side of Jonestown. It's on the edge of, the, of Jonestown. And when sat in there for a while, pondering what to do, and then they looked out the window and they see a couple of guys, uh, security guys, come and, uh, into the hut next door to their house. And they came back out with a couple of rifles and then they came over to their, their, to their house, and actually they, they weren't threatening, they were friendly, but they were talking about how we're gonna, they're, they're going to commit revolutionary suicide and all this stuff, and it's, it's a, a blow for the, for the workers' cause, and yada, yada, and, and the lawyers are like, okay, that's, that's cool, you might want to think about something a little less drastic maybe, and, and after they left, these guys left and headed off to the pavilion, which is where everybody was gathering mm. for the big, the big show. Uh, the The attorneys like looked at each other and said, uh, "We should get out of here huh? and they said, yeah <laughs> and they they snuck away and went into the jungle and they spent the night in the jungle hiding they heard they heard some gunshots and things like that, but uh yeah, they survived smart move i yeah i I definitely would have booked yeah back to the mills uh, afterward of what happened at Jonestown got back to the u s the The mills family and a lot of other concerned relatives and defectors, et etc, were put under police protection. Because, of course, as I said, not every temple member died. And mm. the ones who survived, a lot of them were the worst of the worst. Or excuse me, the worst of the worst, not the worst of the worst. <laughs> <laughs> yeah.
2: You a yeah.
3: Nazi. yeah, yeah, yeah. The ones who didn't take the poison were, I think, for the most part, the ones who forced everybody else to.
0: And obviously they weren't as committed to the church. Apparently not.
3: Uh, and they might, have, they might have rationalized it to themselves. Well, you know, the, the Reverend Jones really wanted me to off myself. But, you know... I'm gonna tell myself that I'm gonna stay alive to get revenge on all those nasty defectors yeah. that caused all right, this. Because 'cause happen. didn't
0: did Jones die?
3: Yeah. Oh, yeah. oh yeah. He
0: drank the Kool-Aid too. No.
1: He blew when his brains he out. He didn't shot he? himself. Oh he shot himself. Smart but he guy. died at
0: the same time, right? Yes, yeah. he died with oh, yeah. everyone
1: else. So yeah. mm. I think his wife drank the Kool Aid and in the end he ended up taking his own life with a gun. Mm. Yeah.
3: Uh, I went through the FBI files on Jonestown, anyway, and found the FBI's list of the most fanatical supporters of Jim Jones. Well, uh, this was compiled from the testimony of the survivors that mm. they interviewed. Uh, I also went through the files to try to find out uh, who lived and where they wound up. And some of them actually lived and wound up back in the U.S. Mm. Yeah, starting with Terry Buford. Uh, she was, I think, probably his one of the top people in his organization. And she, uh, one interview, we said. Interview, we said that she is the most dangerous person alive. Hmm. Uh, many others, many others, agreed with that. Well, she, she was,
0: so she was one of the elite gun carrying. One of the
3: elite, evils. yeah, one of the elite, and apparently. Mean, sadistic, dangerous. And <laughs> she's back in the US, dude. Well,
0: so uh, just as an interesting little point, right, that in this time it was a lot of mixed races that were part of Jonestown. Uh-huh. And also the fact that there were a lot of women in high positions. That's odd. Hmm. For anything of this time. So I'll just go ahead and point that out. So at the very least, Jim Jones was equal. He was
3: a well, progressive that he way. He was
0: very progressive that um, way.
3: Ra- in terms of race, yeah. He wasn't a raging egalitarian when you consider the way he ran his organization. Well, where did he <laughs>
1: start out again? Start
3: where, where did he start? did the Indiana, church right? Where did the temple start out? It started out in Indiana.
1: No, I'm trying to remember is that I remember the fact that he he didn't care about race, Mm -hmm. because I know that he lived in an area that was a mixed population, which at that time was probably considered a slum. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And that's one of the things that I know he kind of espoused about when they got to San Francisco.
0: Well, he it's not caring sure about integrate. race or gender because yeah. those were both really big issues at that time. Anyway, yeah. Well, sorry. plus
3: uh, he had a lot of women high in his organization because yeah. he was having sex with them well, too. Well, fair, like, but yeah. for them
0: all to be, you know, uh, I don't know, equality, man.
3: Yeah, yeah, equality. I don't know. Yeah. Uh, so who else in our on our list from the FBI? Stephen Jones was uh, Jim jones's son, who was considered even more dangerous than Jones, but. Luckily, he was captured by the, by the Guineans, and I believe he spent some time in prison down there.
0: Oh, they even recognized.
3: Yeah, mm. yeah. Larry Layton, uh, the shooter at the airstrip, he survived, but he was arrested, put on trial, and imprisoned. He was imprisoned in prison in Guiana until 2002. So not a threat for the, to the mills. Some other ones, a guy named Tim Jones, again, these are all the dangerous people. Don't know where he's at. Whereabouts unknown. Mm. Sandy Bradshaw, also considered dangerous. Whereabouts unknown. uh, Eugene Smith. Carl Barnett. There's over a
2: dozen people on this list. There's a lot
3: of people. And... there are several of them, uh, Jimmy Jones Jr. and John Cobb uh, were in the U.S. They were identified as being in the U.S. So, I mean, and, and also, that does, this does not even count. These, none of these guys were the guys that were on the trailer being pulled behind the tractor that slaughtered all those people at the airstrip. Oh. you got to consider those guys dangerous, too. Uh, I mean, yeah. Yeah. So, anyway, the point I'm making here is that, is that there were some dangerous people still on the loose in yeah. the U.S. Yeah. And, That's true. Yeah. And so they had reason to be a little bit of fearful for their lives
0: so i guess this brings us back to the initial question who killed them Who killed the millers because i know the mills the mills i i gotta be honest with you i a little bit forgot that that's what we were talking about (laughs)
1: Well, we talked about them for fifteen minutes, mm-hmm. and now for the next forty minutes, we've talked about Jonestown. How did you forget about the mill? I don't know. I know. I know. But no, it's it,
0: it's very important background. It, it is. It is the
3: backstory to this whole thing. I tried.
1: I, mean, I I admit I tried to research this without getting into Jonestown because no I didn't no want way. to go down you, to that. There's literally hole. no way you can't and do it. It's, it was impossible.
3: Yeah. No.
0: Anybody can't. who was a part of that church group cult, whatever, uh, their story is tied up in it.
3: Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. It's yeah, just even, even the mills, you know, the mills, even though they never went to Jonestown at all, they, they still were involved in the whole thing and trying to get people out of there. Yeah. Now, by the way, uh, this is an aside there's a really great book about Jonestown called Journey to Nowhere by Shiva uh, and It was published in the UK under the title Black and White, but it's an excellent book. I highly recommend it. Uh, Shiva Naipaul was brother of the brother of V.S. Naipaul, who I'm sure you've heard of no 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 literary giant and all that and Shiva was was also quite a literary giant but he died unfortunately at the age of 40 of a heart attack which is kind of tragic for the world because he was a great writer but i recommend that book highly now that's that aside i guess we got to figure out who killed the mills family yeah mm. <clears throat> all right let's lead off with theories you guys have any theories you like
0: no okay no. i mean no
3: no okay no. Uh, okay one theory is that eddie did it this is uh, of course what the berkeley pd seems to think uh, they revived this later on in the, in the early aughts uh, a, a cold case detective from berkeley dove, dove back into it i guess reanalyzed the evidence and contacted the family and asked them for any possible supporting evidence that they could su- uh, could supply uh the family was basically like oh, we don't think eddie did it we can't think of any any evidence you know that's relevant that we're going to give you so that was that and yet this guy the the detective still pursued his case against eddie and managed to get eddie rearrested again that was in 2005 right yeah yeah
0: how did was he like out of the country or yeah he
3: was living in japan he actually actually got married had a couple of kids and was living in japan Hmm. and he came back for the holidays so this was in early december 2005 okay and they arrested him at the airport But i gotta say i haven't seen their evidence I, i assume they've got more than just the gunshot residue because if that's all they've got, then dudes. Yeah.
1: <laughs> well, that's the hard part is that it's an, it's technically it's a cold case, so they're not going to release what they have. Yeah, exactly. Mm-hmm. So we we can guess at what they have, but all we know about for sure is the gunshot residue. Well, but the first, yeah.
0: the other frustrating thing is that they reopened the case, and usually that's because new evidence has come to light, right? Yeah. That's why they reopened cases. But it didn't seem like anything new had come up.
3: Yeah, I don't know. I mean, I, they, they might... You know, I mean, there have been changes and it might, it might be that they still had evidence in the, in the evidence room, like clothing and and tissue samples and all mm-hmm. kinds of stuff like that. Yeah. And so maybe using DNA, they were able to but, try to figure something out. Well, yeah,
1: and, and were not
0: th- was so he was arrested but wasn't weren't there no charges brought against him because the district attorney was like no seriously there's not enough evidence for this. Yeah, yeah. Right? So I mean <sighs> And so
3: even even uh, so the the thing the big game changer you would think would be like DNA evidence, but the problem yeah. with that is Eddie lived in the same damn house as them. Right? Yeah. <laughs> you know? He was
0: their family. It's like, hey,
3: Eddie, we found your DNA at the murder scene. Wow. We found
1: your yeah. fingerprints
0: all over that house. <laughs> well, yeah, yeah, weird.
3: I know, I know. So I have no idea. I have no idea what fresh evidence this guy's got. Yeah. As far as the gunshot residue, I did a little research on gunshot residue, and I, and I had no idea how unreliable that stuff is. Oh, it's
0: is. incredibly unreliable. Yeah. yeah, yeah
2: it's, it's bad.
1: Crazy. Yeah, yeah. It is
3: not what the television show,
1: CSI, tells you it no, is. No, not. no, You have gunshot residue On your hands, sir. You're guilty. No, it's not the case.
3: Yeah, and okay. Yeah, according to this, this one thing that I read, uh, people can pick it up from the from police officers. You can pick it up police.
0: from like shaking someone's hand. Can't yeah, you you? Pick yeah, it up.
3: yeah. You can pick yeah. it up from the police car. From mm-hmm. you can, I mean, because there's got to be gunshot residue in police stations and, and stuff. Yeah. And a lot of labs are themselves contaminated uh-huh.
0: with that stuff. Wouldn't you and also so, think maybe like if you put handcuffs that you've got your gun next to that you've got your hands next to that all of that stuff you yeah. put it on someone's hands?
2: Yeah. So, well, well,
0: I mean, you know, gunshot
1: residue isn't a permanent thing. It lasts. I think it's four to six hours. Sure, but on a surface before it gets rubbed off and eventually dies. looted and disappeared. So having it on the cuffs, per se, I wouldn't say, but the hands of the cops, if they're holding their gun or they've they've Mm -hmm. shot their gun and put it back in the holster. Mm -hmm. But that also makes me think, Okay, well, if it's four to six hours and Eddie's got it in his right hand... And he wasn't home that afternoon, and he went and saw some friends who happened to be shooting a gun, and he greets them. What is a typical male
3: greeting? It's to shake hands. There's that. Yeah. Which
1: transfers it to him, because that's how
3: easy it is to transfer this stuff. Well, and also there's, there's other things that can give you a false positive on that test. Like if you if you're like a brake mechanic, I, I was told, you can you can actually, even though you've not shot a gun at all, you'll test positive. I oh, from brake dust? Yeah.
0: I bet yeah. there's some, you know, stuff that you could pick up by smoking a lot of marijuana. Possibly. Like, if you yeah. had a certain kind of lighter, for instance, right? Uh-huh. Or if you had, if you were playing with fireworks because you're a 17-year-old boy or, you know, there's just so much stuff that can cause uh-huh. that positive that it just, I just don't find it any kind of...
3: No, not at all. He could have picked it up in his own house, too, because don't forget yeah. that the, the, a gun had been fired three times. Yeah. Just, you know, and, and then he goes and looks at these, at the bodies of his family and... Thank <sighs> you. And, and that touches stuff, them, probably. and that stuff—you uh, know—that the residue from a gunshot can can actually go three to five feet away from where the gun is. Mm-hmm. And so he, was, they, if he, even if he didn't touch the bodies, if he was touching something right next to them, he probably got some of that stuff on him.
1: Well, it, it, I can't remember—it If it was Al or Jeannie—they found him in bed, or maybe it was both. I can't and clarify this for me if you remember, Joe. Yeah. I know that at least one of them was in
3: bed. Yeah, one was in bed. What was one was in the bathroom? One
1: was the daughter yeah. was in the bathroom. So it's it's entirely—I think both parents. We're in the bedroom, though one of them had fallen out of bed. But the point is, if those guns if that gun was shot in the bedroom and he walks up and he places his hand on that parent's chest,
2: mm-hmm.
1: he's gonna pick up the gunshot residue because that's yeah. less than three feet away from their head where the gun was fired. Yeah. And as, I, as, I mean, I don't. I, Eddie's story is hinky to me, but I've got to say that it's completely
0: plausible
1: that he just picked it up accidentally. Oh yeah,
3: you know, As far as, as not hearing the, sh- the gunshots again, he uh, was
0: washing his hair.
3: He was washing his hair. Yeah, uh, could, they, they could have been the killers. Could have used a suppressor. Um, mm-hmm. As far as there being no screaming and shouting, well, you know, when you realize that you're con- confronted by a raging psycho from the temple who's going to murder you and your and your wife or your husband. You're probably thinking about your kids. And if you scream and shout, the only thing you're going to accomplish is get Eddie to come out of the room and get killed himself. Mm-hmm. I think that's the reason Eddie survived. I don't think they were there to kill the entire family. If, 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 and actually, we shouldn't go into that too much anyway. But, so I don't think it's that suspicious that Eddie didn't hear anything.
2: Mm-hmm. I
3: mean, it, I, that's, and so that's why I don't really believe that Eddie did it. So sorry, sorry, Berkeley PD. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, yeah. Uh, let's, let's see. The next one, it was a, it was a drug deal gone bad. Because Eddie was, after all, addicted to marijuana.
0: Bunk. Yeah. Well, I mean, but in, in fairness, right, like if, if uh, it was a drug deal gone bad because Eddie was addicted to marijuana, he would be in not a great shape, mm-hmm. right? It'd be targeted at him. It wouldn't be targeted at his family. Well, or unless... at the very least, he would have been involved in some way. Like, it's not that it was a drug deal between family members, is it? No,
3: I don't... I, you know, people that put that, that thing out there, I mean, there were a lot of drugs being shipped down to the temple. Uh-huh. Uh, but they weren't like recreational drugs. It wasn't pot. No, I don't think so. But well, and that's that's the thing that I am w- wondering about because I
1: know that Joe, who is it? They're, they're, part of this theory is that somebody else was supposed to be at the house, and that's who the uh, the yeah, gunmen Tim, were after.
3: Yeah, Tim Stowen. Yeah. But, okay. Um.
1: Okay. Well, we've talked a little bit about this. Is that there was a lot of drugs in Jonestown? Yeah. yeah. Somehow I. have I've read the accountings, and I still don't understand how they did this, but somehow they got around so many regulations to have drugs, pharmaceutical-grade drugs, shipped from the U.S. into Guyana and go through customs and get there. Mm-hmm.
0: Well, it's all, it was probably all those signed letters.
1: Yeah, right? or some kind of bribe. But mm-hmm. the point is, those drugs were coming from somewhere. This is a year later, so it's possible that somebody got out, and intercepted one of those uh, those shipments, or was still receiving those shipments locally before they were supposed to be sent down. Uh-huh. That's a I don't remember. I mean, there was there was a whole host of drugs mm-hmm. that were being sent to Jonestown, so it's yeah. completely plausible that somebody said, "Wait, there's this." completely legal stream of drugs that I can get my hands on and then sell on the street let's what? track that guy down and the, the, the mills they were in the church they're going to know about it or Stowen was there and yeah. we need to get him and then the whole thing went sure. to went to pieces. Uh, sure.
3: Yeah maybe I know that some people have, spe- have, have speculated that they were looking for Stowen. I don't know if Stowen was actually involved in the whole drug business or not. I don't know that because at the all. The thing about Stowen is that, is that before he joined the church, he was actually an assistant district attorney oh. in the Bay Area. And then he left uh, He left that job for a while to join the temple. And he did a lot of legal work for the temple until he got disaffected. He left and joined the concerned relatives. And now, today, he's back to being a district attorney. So I don't hmm. think he's the kind of guy that would get involved with running illegal drugs.
0: But who knows? Yeah. I mean,
3: if if... How do I say this
1: without sounding like I'm bashing on his character? If you can be convinced to fall in with a cult, mm-hmm. you can be convinced for at least a duration of time to fall into a illegal narcotics yeah, ring situation.
0: True. Yeah, probably. That's true. Yeah. I mean, it's, it's, what,
3: is or is not? I don't know. Yeah,
0: mm-hmm.
1: but
3: I don't, I'm not sure if... Um, I think the stone left... He, I think he left the temple in 1977 Before they went to Guiana So yeah, I don't know if he was really involved With the whole, that whole thing but, I don't
1: know, you know they don't they know. had to have some U.S. contact Shipping that stuff down there, that's all I oh, know yeah. Oh yeah, but, for sure
3: But I know that's not the only theory we've got oh, yeah, besides another, that.
1: We've got another one here
3: another, There's a another couple more uh, The FBI murdered them What? I know, this is a funny one, I this just, one I does, does, I, It's okay. just hilarious I just, Somebody somebody put, that, put this out on the internet And I, I think it's absurd But, yeah, the FBI agents, once they'd wrung every bit of information out of the mills, they totally interrogated them. Then they killed them rather than let the story leak out.
0: That's the dumbest thing. It's it's really dumb. I have a question.
3: Yeah. What story? Yeah.
1: What
0: story story had they not
1: already told in books and news Uh interviews? Yeah, Yeah, for real, though.
3: And, uh, you know, the thing about it is, too, is that if they were at their house interviewing them, then Eddie, before he... Went off to the bedroom and smoked and smoked a little pot and watched two. He took he, would know. He, he took a long shower.
0: Mm. He took yeah. a shower. He was washing his hair.
3: Yeah, he was yeah. washing his hair, mm-hmm. and and so presumably, <laughs> presumably, uh, he would be making noise. I mean, they'd they'd mm-hmm. be like interviewing them then down downstairs, and mm-hmm. and they'd hear the they'd hear the water running and stuff.
0: They'd know he was and up there.
3: And then he, they'd hear him come out of the bathroom and yeah. walk down the hallway and go into his bedroom. And this is upstairs, but it still would make some noise. So they would have known to go that there was somebody else they needed to kill before they left the house, right?
1: Well, maybe that's why Daphne died instead of him, as they found her, because she hid in the bathroom.
3: Yeah. So maybe they found
1: her outside the bathroom. Anyway, that's this, this is so much bunk. I, well, this doesn't make a damn bit of sense.
3: Yeah.
0: Is there anything? No, mean? it makes
3: no sense. And uh, the only the, the theory is that like, you know what I my my favorite is that it was a People's Temple hit team. Or I mean that makes the most
2: person. sense.
3: Yeah, it really does. So there was they, they, there was motive there was motive and those people were killers at least some of them And there were. was a,
1: ladies and gentlemen, if if you do go to that FBI site that we were talking about and you start reading through those docs, there is so many accountings of the hit squad. Yeah. They're going to go the after angels. people. The, the angels. They're yeah. going to do this. I mean, it was, Jones was saying this over and over, and so many of these interviewees, this was always popping up in these interviews, mm-hmm. yeah. Yeah. which is just scary.
3: <sighs> yeah. Yeah. I mean, it's um, it, it had to, have, once you're done in, in Guyana and your passport's been confiscated and all your money, too. These people must have been just scared out of their minds i mean you're you're being yeah looked you know you're being beaten for the slightest infraction, you don't dare talk to anybody else because they might rat you out.
2: Uh, and, and, and
3: this guy is—you can tell from watching. Jones was deteriorating by the end. Oh yeah, he was, yeah, getting he was going downhill fast, loonier and loonier, and those people he had said to be terrified.
1: Had, well, and he said he told everybody he had multiple forms of cancer or multiple diseases. It's also speculated that he was getting more and more into the drugs that they were shipping in. Yeah, yeah. some if people that
3: say that he appeared to be drugged.
1: Oh, if for, you listen to that Jonestown tape that I talked about on the last night. If you listen to earlier recordings of Jones, his voice is pretty clear and he's running an easy train of thought. And then you listen to the Jonestown last night tape and he almost he has a bit of a lisp,
2: mm-hmm.
1: which yeah. if you've ever been around somebody who's heavily drugged. Or has been on drugs for a long time. Like their 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 speech functions start to slow and stumble, and that's what he sounded like. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. It's it's really.
0: Yeah, so it wouldn't surprise me a whole lot.
3: (sighs) Yeah. So anyway, uh, back to Eddie for a second. Uh, As I said, he was. Re-arrested uh, once again. He he did a few days in the pokey, uh, and then they they put it in front of the DA's office again. And again, the, the DA's office says, oh, no," <laughs> and yeah. that's it. So Eddie's, and then he went back to Japan. And went back to Japan. And I'll
1: bet you he'll never come
3: back to the
0: state <laughs> at that point. Yeah. I wouldn't. No. Yeah.
3: But uh, he's got, you know, I think I think he's got a built-in defense there, though. Again, I mean, it's obviously obviously. The three of us, the most brilliant detectives in America—if not mm-hmm. the world—have <laughs> ha- already concluded that there's no way the prosecution can win a case against Eddie. Yeah. I mean, unless unless they've really got some seriously damning evidence against him. No. Yeah. There ain't no way. So no. it's a waste so, of time.
1: I. Uh... You would. You have to have the find the smoking gun. Yeah. That's the only way they could ever pin it on Eddie. Yeah. If yeah. they found a gun in his stuff and it just never got brought forward for some fair, weird reason,
0: that's not happening. No, that's because not happening if he at all. did have a gun, he's gotten rid of it by now. Yeah,
3: yeah. And the other, the other thing—that's another thing I forgot to mention—is that is the gun. They didn't find the gun. Yeah, and Eddie's. So now, if you're going to take off after you murdered your family and go get rid of the gun, which I presume you're going to want to do at some distance from your house. Hopefully. And, yeah. yeah. You yeah.
1: don't just drop it down the storm drain in front of your house. No, the no, cops
3: look in those places. They sure do. So, obviously, he had to go a little distance. Now, wouldn't it make sense to just stay away for a while and then come home a little late and say, oh, my God, I, I, I snuck out the back because I wanted to go, like, hang out with my buddies. And, and smoke some pot. smoke some pot. And uh, and, and I'm... I'm and now there's police cars here and dead bodies. Oh my God. I and mean, mm-hmm. instead, he just goes up, he goes out, disposes of the gun, comes back, just goes to his room and sits around.
0: Yeah. And knowing,
3: waits. Knowing that that's going to arouse suspicion, right?
0: Yeah. I don't think so.
3: Yeah. Yeah. That's, yeah.
1: Yeah. I've seen speculation that maybe Eddie wasn't as disenchanted with the temple as his parents were. In a, granted. Mm-hmm. Five years later, because they left in 75? 75, yeah. Okay, so his parents were shot five, four and four and a half, five years later. But there's speculation that he, he wasn't as disenchanted or as an angsty teenager was saying, oh, was so much better when we were with the temple, blah, 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 and somehow was coerced and doing it that way. But that, again, that doesn't make any sense to me because no. the, the timeline is too long. If well, it had been a year, I could totally buy that. If his parents had left the year before and then he, he, you know, you could see him doing it then because he missed that and he still believed. But Mm, five years is just too long for
3: me. Well, the other thing, that the intervening thing, of course, was Jonestown. And, you know, even if he'd been a little miffed, you know, say at age 12 when they left, you know... And after seeing what, what happened at Jonestown, he's going to say, all hey, his friends. Yeah. mom and dad, I've been a little angry with you, but you know what? I I think you, uh, I really want to thank you for saving my life.
0: Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I yeah. don't think
3: he'd be mad. I mean, yeah, yeah, I
0: agree.
3: Yeah. There's no way. So I don't know, unless, unless he's just a raging psycho. Yeah. He hasn't exhibited any other raging
1: psycho tendencies anywhere not, else. Not at so. all. So
3: yeah. So again, yeah. People stumble, people stumble, people stumble. Okay, so mystery solved. It's time to wrap this up and uh, <laughs> let you wonderful listeners get on with your day. Uh, you can find this episode plus all the related links and stuff like that on our website, which is thinkingsidewayspodcast.com. I uh, can leave comments and uh, listen to the episodes right there. More likely, you're getting the episodes from iTunes. Mm. Yeah. If you haven't subscribed yet, please do subscribe and also uh, give, us, give us a review. Preferably a nice review But just give us a review We'd like that You can stream us From God knows How many websites These days How many services I have no idea How many are there
1: I don't know anymore I I
3: can't I don't even know How many I've signed us up for Oh really Okay Uh, You can also find us And friend us on Facebook We have uh, a Facebook page And also a group So Thinking Sideways Podcast Right Mm hmm. Yeah You can also find us On Twitter Where we are Thinking Sideways Uh, We left the G out I don't know why for funsies For funsies And probably Or character that. limit Character limit Yeah mm-hmm. And of course If you want to send us an email We love to get emails Especially if you like Rave about how wonderfully Awesomely sexy <laughs> we are
2: yeah. yeah We like
3: those a lot uh, our email address is thinkingsidewayspodcast at gmail dot com. Oh, and and don't forget we've uh, we've
1: got the the merchandise available. Oh, which right, is merch. the link is on the 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 site.
3: That's right. right, it's yeah, right on the donate yeah. button. Right. Yeah. There's yeah. merch. And what do we got? We got t-shirts, mugs. Yep. All uh, through Zazzle. iPhone cases. iPhone
1: cases. A There's nightlight. A nightlight, and it's all yeah. So if you see on the right hand sidebar, there'll be a set of stuff, and it'll say Zazzle and. And the button's underneath it, and you just go there.
3: Yeah, that's cool. Yeah, the yeah. nightlight, I don't know if we mentioned this, so the nightlight was suggested by one of our listeners. Yes. Yeah, because yeah, uh, she
1: out. accidentally listened to some of our stories late at night, and it creeped her out. The
0: creepy yeah. ones, not yeah. these ones.
3: And so we designed her a super creepy nightlight. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> so she's actually worse off now. Yeah. <laughs> okay, so that's, that's about it, folks. Until next week, this is Thinking Sideways Podcast saying sayonara. Bye, everybody.
0: Bye, guys.